What up, what it do, I'm live from the booth for the Solid World Podcast I'm your gracious and often hated host, Salit Vontrell This pod is produced by Solid World Entertainment and officially sponsored by Courtesy Transportation One of the best transportation companies in the ENC The goal of my podcast is to educate, inform, and entertain while having real conversations You can find this pod on Apple, Spotify, Google, or just about any other platform you can name With that being said, I'm going to stop all the chatting and let you get to it I appreciate you for tuning in with yours truly. Stay solid. Solid world. It's on the right, I start out with this. Because I was lit in compound last week. Come on, you said you think who won? Jeezy? Yeah, me too. Oh, you said Jeezy too? Definitely. But I'm still bugging that Gucci though. Yeah. yeah. Look at my opponent. <laughs> Very like disrespectful. Like, it's crazy. I got 10,000. This outfit costs 10,000. Look at my opponent. Yes, sir. It only makes sense. Special, special guest with me today, man. I should have started out just saying, oh my god. Wow, let go. Yes, sir, the one and only. My big bro, my mentor, my business partner, my dog for sure. Jamel Deuce Blunt, what's up with you, man? What's up, baby? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm great. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's a privilege to be here. You know what I'm saying? So, tell me your first impression when you walked in this joint. My first impression was like follow through on the jump shot, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when you when you talk, a lot of people talk about doing stuff. You feel me? But only few can follow through. That's the same way with Fact. a jump shot. It's hard to consistently hit buckets if you don't follow through the flick of the wrist. When I walked in, I'm like, okay, that boy is still flicking his wrist. You know what I'm saying? So the follow through, just the setup, you know what I mean? Self-made, you feel me? Yes, sir. It's yours. I mean, it's, it's funny, man, because I call you the uh, day and told you this, but nobody knows but you and I think my dad, they're like, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah. I, I, remember I, I came to you one day after workouts, and I was like, bro, you, was like, you asked me, you was like, yo, so if basketball don't work out, what you want to be? Yep. It's like, I want to be a sports broadcaster. You was like, well, let's start now. I'm like, what yeah. you mean? Yeah, man. Because, like, I wanted to make sure that, you know, you knew who you was without a basketball in your hand. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because basketball will break your heart. You feel me? So, like, you got to have some other extension to your character and to your talent, and you got to search for other gifts. So, when I was training you in basketball, I wasn't just training you, preparing you for success on the court. I was also preparing you just in case you had to figure out a way to be successful after off the court. You know right. what I'm saying? So, that, that question right there was very important, and you answered it, and here you are. You know what I'm saying? A situation where you said sports broadcaster, but you really didn't know that that would end up being this. It's a were, full circle. You know yeah. Yep. It's a full circle. Because when you asked me, like, you was like, yeah, let's start now. I'm like, bro, what you what you mean? You was like, interview me. Yeah. I'm in like 19th grade. I'm like, interview you? What you, bro, what let's you talking go. about? I was like, man, I'm good. And now, <laughs> years later, I just thought about it the other day, like, yo, like. I'm on your podcast. It's it's crazy, bro. Finally man. getting the interview. It's crazy. And, and speaking of being successful, bro. I look up to you in so many ways because, you know, you're one of the only people that I know that has been, like, very successful. Like, as far as entrepreneurship, you know, no um, I personally, personally, like, don't know many people who has worked for themselves their whole life. Yeah. Other than you just about. 
Well, man, I mean, I go back as far as say, you know what I'm saying? People would joke with me all the time, like, you ever had a regular job? I had quite yeah. a few, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I started working, like, right away. Like, I was always infatuated with, you know what I'm saying, making my own money, helping out my mom, being able to buy and go where I wanted to go at. So, you know what I'm saying? I worked at barbecue joints, um, Walmart, you know what I'm saying? I sold health insurance. I worked at the gym, of course. You right. You know what I'm saying? So, but Good after, old days. you know what I'm saying? But after a while, after working at places like, um, like uh, Parker's Barbecue, and um, Walmart, it was, and I started to understand profit, mar profit margins and mm -hmm. sweat equity, meaning like, you know what I'm saying, am I really getting paid for my value? You know what I mean? So right. like, one of the one things that made me really go hard into work for myself, I remember I was working at Walmart, you feel me? Mm -hmm. And I was a cashier, and like, I was out, like, I always feel like to make money, you gotta figure out a way to enjoy whatever you're doing and become good at it and become the best at it. So I was thriving and becoming the best cashier Walmart had, right? So it's one day, I think it was like a Sunday, we had we had like jam packed for, for eight hours straight and I got ready to go turn my till in to like the say to the mm -hmm. like you know what I'm saying, the people that count the money or whatever. Well anyway, they went to the bathroom. So I was sitting there with all this money in my register, you know what I'm saying, waiting for them to come back to the safe or whatever, whatever you call it. And the receipt happened to be sitting on top of the, the till. And it it said that I had rang up thirty thousand dollars worth of Groceries and yeah. items all day long. What well, it was paying me seven twenty five an hour. Crazy to think about. Craziest thing ever. You know what I'm saying? So that situation. Then there was another one. You know what I'm saying? Working at Parker's. I remember someone, someone you know of status, called me into a room one day, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, you know the difference between you know what I'm saying, black man and white man. Uh, and instantly I'm thinking, okay, this is about to be racist, but it wasn't. It was like you know, let's say if a black man and a white man moved to a city on the same day. Right, mm -hmm. um, the wife, uh, the wife of the black man, she's gonna tell him, "Look, we got, we got to get these beds up. We got to fix this whole crib up, so you know what I'm saying. We can go to bed tonight, get the whole house straight. You feel me? And then, then you got to go out and you got to look for a job in the morning. You feel me? Right. And then he said that the mentality that the white man had been raised off of was, don't do nothing but put enough down in the house, so that everybody can lay on the floor, go to bed, get back in your car at night, ride around and see what businesses are missing." And then you go to the bank in the morning. Mm -hmm. So it was the mindset of, am I going to work for someone else or am I going to start my own job or mm -hmm. start my own business? And then the idea of, I, it never was just, I never wanted to work for nobody. It's just that I was always, I wanted to have my own. I wanted to have something to set my kids up. I didn't want to just raise my children right. and then not be able to hand them off or nothing. So that's what the whole concept of me working for myself yeah. was about. So, so that Walmart situation is pretty much... What changed your mindset? Yeah, Walmart and Walmart and Parker's Barbecue, mm -hmm. and then um, I remember um, I don't know if you remember. I know you remember. I tore my knee up. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying, and um, I it was about to amputate my leg. I got something called staph infection, and um, I ended up taking out a lawsuit against um the hospital at the time. Oh wow! And it was a million dollar lawsuit, and um, and I never even told this story before. Not recorded anyway, but it was a million dollar lawsuit, and it came down to the day of that I lost it, and I lost it because I had been missing um. I had been missing doctor's appointments because mm -hmm. I became scared of the doctor and they had someone follow me, watching me and like I was taking off bandages or not, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. not properly taking care of myself. Yeah. So I ended up losing the case and I cried. You're talking about a million dollars. Like I literally was going to car lots picking out Hummers. Like, yeah, I was, yeah. And we, it was almost a, a home run. We knew we right. was going to get the money. But me being, you know, not being careful and not being mindful of my surroundings, I lost the case. And the lawyer that came in, he saw me crying and he says, Stop crying. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? You don't understand. Like, I can't go pro no more. I'm not going to the NBA. He was like, son, you're going to make way more money 
off your mind, your intelligence, your creativity than you're ever gonna make mm. bouncing a basketball. And I hadn't thought of nothing yet. Yeah, like but, I, had, but, I hadn't but thought he saw of that business. Yeah, I had. He just saw it. You it's know what crazy. I'm saying? It's crazy. And I like God spoke to me in so many different ways, man. Early on, and I always listened. Like I was always, I was never too hard headed to listen to anybody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like one of my first, you know, people I looked up to was your father, who I saw start driving a cab. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And years later, he wasn't content with that. He was like, well, if I could do this for them, I could do this for myself. And he That's ended up, you know what I'm saying, creating his own cab company. Me and him was pretty close coming up. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay, cool. Let me play follow the leader. Sometimes you got to choose a dope leader to follow. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's real. Yep. So before we get into everything you do, like business-wise, of course, you was known for, you know, hooping. You mm -hmm. was one of the best point guards to ever come out the city. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Still so, take pride in that. Yes, for sure. And, and you still... <laughs> <laughs> You still, you still good. They look, but I already know what you about to bring up. I got a little bit of it in me. I already know what you're thinking about right now. What's that? That stuff I hit you with a couple, like a, about a year ago. Yo, yo, KB. <laughs> to this yo. day, I don't know how he did it. I don't even know what he did. KB, listen. <laughs> We in the gym, I'm in there training, I'm doing something. Might be trying to lose some weight or whatever. Cause I'm yeah, we was just hooping. Just hooping. So I call him out. I'm like, yo, bro, I don't care nothing about you at no D1. You know what I mean? I don't care nothing about that. I'm still the teacher. I'm talking junk because the whole city buzzing. You know, he killing. He, yeah. you know, uh, he the next one. Da, da, da. I don't believe that. Like, you got to come see me. So I'm like, yo, well, play me one-on-one -on -one then. I'm like, bro, you lost your mind. You, like, you think you're going to beat Have me? you seen me lately? You you tripping? Check up. <laughs> we check up, right? So I lock up. I think he lost the ball or something. So next time in the guard me, I asked him. I was like, "Yo, come come closer. Stop being scared." I hit him with an inside out, hezzy, step back, hezzy, step back, another hezzy, and another hezzy. And he was just doing jumping jacks. And the whole gym went crazy. I just threw the ball. I didn't even try to score. Cause he looking at me like, "Yo, yo what just happened, yo?" Listen, bro. He hit me with a hezzy step back, hezzy step back. Has he stepped back? So on the last one, I'm like, he definitely about to shoot. No, this fool done did three step backs in a row. He got to shoot this one. So on the last, has he, on the last step back, I jumped so hard, like jumped out my shorts, bro. Yes. He hit me with another hezzy, boom, blew by me, and just threw the ball. <laughs> I turned around, I was just, I couldn't even say nothing, bro. I'm like, yo, yeah. how you even doing that right now? You, you 30s, in, I'm, in 30s. My, I'm in my mid-30s, like, you know what I mean? But it's just... I love the game, you know what I'm saying? I'm super competitive and I was always creative with the basketball. I was always, you know what I'm saying, trying to be different. Yeah. So a lot of the moves and stuff that dudes is doing nowadays, you know for yourself, and this is no cap at all. I was doing that 20 years ago. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? I was doing that That's 20 years I didn't even take cats throwing it between your legs, off your head. You know what I'm saying? I just, like, I worked hard enough to put on a show where other guys was playing. You know what I'm saying? So now I kind of, you know, I kind of take that that same tenacity, that same work ethic, mm -hmm. and apply it to business and my personal life and giving back. Yep. Right. So before you got injured, you was at Central and you were supposed to play there. Well, but I, a lot, of, like I said, I don't. Well, it's just crazy we doing this podcast. There's a lot of stuff about me people don't know. Yeah, I that's first, true. I firstly got injured my junior year, um, the week before Adidas camp, and I chose to go to another camp before that, which I shouldn't have went to. But I got hurt prior to going and getting ranked in the country. I shattered my kneecap. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So even with a shattered kneecap, I never forget it, man. I got a phone call from NC State and they offered me a scholarship. So what? while I'm in the bed, fresh out of surgery. And then 20 seconds later, he took it back. He was oh, like, that's crazy. <laughs> I, and I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? I was like, yo, you, you, know, you got a 1200 SAT and a 1.92 GPA. Ah, you know what my response man. was? Yo, what's the GPA? What are you talking about? <laughs> 
I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all, yeah. they, all, all I was taught, no disrespect to nobody, you know what I'm saying, my high school or whatever, because I still take full responsibility of it. But when you got certain people that hold your hand and say, look, we're going to make sure you be straight, you believe them. And I thought all you're supposed to do is make a D and you're good. Yeah. I didn't know about quality points. I didn't know about all that. I ended up going out to JUCO in California. Was lied to. I hated it. So I came right back and ended up, um, I ended up at Central. Okay. And then, you know what I'm saying? I had to have another knee surgery. And with that knee surgery, um, some metal and stuff had broke. I had like two pins and some wire inside my kneecap. And it had broke off and started floating mm -hmm. around. And it got infected with this um, with this bacteria called um, staph. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? And then I was at Central when that happened. So, yep. And being at Central, man, you know, I, I was depressed, suicidal. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I attempted to take my life um, because I didn't know who I was. I, I, I didn't know nothing about myself. I was so used to getting praised mm -hmm. for playing basketball and an instant gratification for being a man. And all of a sudden, I was no longer the man. That's you know the tough. crazy part? You know the only time I felt self-worth, bro? When? Playing Madden, bro. Come so on. I, I, I swear, no disrespect nobody that play video games right now. Yeah. But playing Madden was the, was a part of my depression, bro. That was the only time like I felt self-worth. That's why I don't play them now. I don't, you can't pay me to play a video game right now. Like play, all I did was play video games all day long, man. And even I did work myself back on the team, and I I was seeing a psychiatrist or whatever. And I would go to class. I have anxiety attacks, crying mm -hmm. spells. And I remember being in a clothing design class. The coach convinced me to get in the clothing design class, get this easy A. I'm gonna put you right back on the team. We're gonna rock out. Like, mm -hmm. All right, cool. So I used to have to pass my teacher like letters, like yo, I'm about to start crying. I can't control my emotions, whatever. That's what my psychiatrist, well, my therapist had gave me. And then one day she just kept me behind. She was like, you can't go. Just just step outside and stay there. And she came out. <clears throat> she was like, yo, you got to start taking this class more serious. I'm like, ma'am, I just take this class to play basketball. Yeah. She was like, what do you think is more likely? You to sell one T-shirt a day or you to make it to the NBA? And I was like, what do you mean you sell a T-shirt? She was like, yo, you're, you're always matching. You're always fly. Mm -hmm. You're always, why don't you start a clothing line? And then from there, I was writing poetry because I was so depressed. I write a poetry called Have Not. And then I ended up <laughs> typing a poem on a shirt one day, putting it out there. Came back two weeks later. Coach called me. I was like, are you back on the team? I was like, no, nah, I'm quitting school. Like, what you mean? I'm going home to start a clothing line. Yeah. I'm out. And then that's how the whole clothing line thing started. Yo, that's yeah. That's a lot that I never knew about. That's exclusive. It's your podcast. So I had to save it for that's, something dope, man. Nah, nah, you know what I'm saying? That's dope and that's deep, man. Yeah, I mean, and, even um, T-Love, my best friend, yeah. was about to fight, bro. Really? When I told him that I was about to leave school, because I was doing, like, you got to understand, man, like, people, they see the basketball, they see the jokes, they see whatever, but, like, bro, I was academically gifted. Yeah. So, I was doing my work and my homeboy work. So, he's on some joint, like, yo, you going to start a clothing line, you just got back on the basketball team, how I'm going to finish yeah. school? Like, you write my papers, you do whatever, and I'm like, bro, come with me. And we in the street, like, yo, you stupid, we about to fight, da-da-da, I think, um, I think I left school in, like, September, in the September, Mm -hmm. He came home for Christmas. I, the first thing I said was like, yo, things changed. And he was like, well, I'm like, yo, let's go to the club. You'll see. And the whole club had my clothes on. The whole Greenville, whole what? ECU, whole Pitt County schools. Everybody took me, it took me 60 days to get that clothing line popping. 60 days. Wow. That was, the, that was the plan. I said, two months, I'm going to be selling just as many clothes as Greenville, as Hilfiger, Levi's, or whatever. And it took 60 days, and it worked. That's dope. Yo, yep. so let's talk about that, because, you know, I'm rocking your brand right now, and so are you, have not... Tell me yes. where you got the name Have Not From. Man. Um, or what it stands for. Well, I'll break down what it stands for. The H is for hustle. Mm -hmm. The A is for attitude. The V is for victory. The K is for knowledge. The N is for nobility. The O is for opportunity. The T is for talent. And if you add all those characteristics up, you get the S, which is success. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. So 
being a have not is basically using what you what you lack to motivate you to get what you really want. So a have not is just not always about money. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you could have lost a father and that's your motivation yeah. to be in the best you could be. You could go without romantic love. You can go without family love. Whatever you're lacking that you allow to motivate you to become a better person or acquire more things makes you a have not. So even a filthy rich if even a filthy rich person who can't find love is a have not because mm-hmm. they're without love. And that's it's something real. motivating them to get love. And just I was I was just um it came from a poem, man. Like I'm a I'm a I was a published poet by the time by my junior year. But I'm from the hood. I couldn't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was winning. Can't. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the Definitely low. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm literally winning just as many awards in poetry on the low behind yeah. closed doors. Nobody knew it. And nobody could know it because I didn't want to get teased about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I loved it. And it was a poem, man. And it was have nots. It was about ships casting away. And a little dude, I can't remember his name, no disrespect, but young boy got killed over in Moywood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I wrote this poem called Ships Casting Away. So every time you go to a dock and a, and a ship leaves the dock, it's so much stuff going on out there in the water. There's no guarantee it's gonna come back, right? Mm, that's true. That's the same way a, a mother feels about her black son every time he leaves the house. Mm, that's that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? That's and a then fact. that spurned off into you know what I'm saying. Okay, I have not. Let's break this down. You know what I'm saying? Let me make something out of nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? All I want in my life is to have something. You know what I'm saying? So I, I grew up in a situation where all we had was love. You feel me? It wasn't a bunch of money. I went from the projects. You know what I'm saying? My mother did the best she could. I would never, you know what I'm saying, go into details about certain financial struggles because I respect my mother's grind. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The job just wasn't paying her enough. But at the same time, I had to learn how to go get it myself. So yeah. I come from a workaholic family, alcoholic, you know what I'm saying? Some was on drugs. And then, you know, grandma, both of my grandma sold drugs. So I'm coming from a family of that's built off addiction. Right. So my addiction had to become ambition. It couldn't become substance. It couldn't become, you know what I'm saying, drugs and alcohol. I was just addicted to being better than I was the day before and better than and farther than people yeah. went in my life and in my neighborhood. So that's, that's, how, that's how all that came about, man. So really, really, um, your transition from from hooping to starting your own business was easy because you already had the mindset. I already had the mindset, but and, I had been hiding it. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because, you know what I'm saying, everybody just, they didn't, they, nobody cared I was smart. You feel right, me? right. Nobody cared I could I could draw. Nobody cared I could write poetry. All they wanted to do was see me throw the ball between That's somebody's it. legs, cross That's over, it. talk some junk. Nobody knew that. So it, for the first time, I felt like you know I felt like an outcast when I decided to leave school when I came back home. Everybody was laughing at me, calling me a mama's boy. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't cut it. I was never mm-hmm. gonna be nothing. And the whole while they didn't understand that like I was already too. I came home with a plan. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I cut my hair in a mohawk. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. I never, I never intended to have a mohawk. Really? You know why I did a mohawk? Because I knew people would talk about it, and they would come up to me and ask me why is my hair cut like that, and that was a way for me to explain to them I had a clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I really. It took me a year to be yo. like really comfortable with a mohawk, but yeah. I knew the mohawk. Being the only person in East North Carolina with mohawk, somebody's gonna say, "Yo, why your hair cut like right, that?" Right, right. Like yo, I got. And a lot line. of people were saying that. And then a year or two later, everybody had have everybody had mohawks. That's you know true, saying? and I just used the mohawk as a marketing tool. That's smart to, to to open up some doors and create conversation. That's smart, yep. and it's crazy. Um, you know how you were just talking about, you know, you only like you was you grew up from ambition. That, yeah. cause that's all you knew. Like with us coming from where we come from, we only know certain things because we only see certain things. We yeah. only we're only told certain things. Just like with me and with you, like all we knew was who. That's all I knew. You know, so... I knew hoop in the streets. You know what I'm saying? On the low, like, you could look yeah. at me, and I would never talk about, you know what I'm saying, certain street life or whatever. Right, right, right. But, like, coming from the neighborhoods I was coming from, you only had... You had three choices, bro. 
either hoop or sports, streets, or get a job at a factory. Yeah. Straight up and down. That's all you had. And I knew I'm like, I can't go to the factory right now. You know what I'm saying? So you dip and you dabble and you, you learn stuff from the older cats and you just got to understand where that road leads you to. Right. You, gotta, That's you know true. what I'm saying? You got you to gotta be man enough to understand. Prime example, I'm in the streets or whatever, hanging out with older guys or whatever. Um, some of them catch bodies while I'm at football practice. Another one ends up getting, and I'm all, every time somebody happened to one of my older homeboys, mm-hmm. I was at a practice. You see what I'm saying So if it wasn't for sports Just a coincidence Just a coincidence Then one time You know what I'm saying I'm on a block or whatever And I remember we had like This this dude that was on drugs In our neighborhood And it scared me bro This is what made me Just really look at Everything change He looked at me He said yo I used to be just like you I'm like what are you talking about He was like yeah I used to be out here Running the street <laughs> Playing ball Whatever whatever And I looked at him And was like Yo I, I can't just be like you though like, Yeah So that kind of like Sometimes you gotta take experiences And meeting other people and letting them touch a fire for you to know that fire burning. You ain't got to go up there and touch it yourself. So coming from where we come from, man, you got to be wise early. Like you can't wait. You, you know what I'm saying? You, gotta, you got to. You, you got to be a sponge and get as much knowledge or whatever as you can early on. You got to because the chances of you making it out from where we come from is so slim. What? So slim. And if sometimes when you make it out, you get pulled right back. You get pulled. It's called you ever, it's called survivor's remorse. Yeah, that's exactly you what, what it is. It's called that. LeBron had a show about it where the first person to make it out, they put their pressure on you that you're responsible. And I, and I felt that you're responsible yeah. financially right away for everybody. When I first started the clothing line, man, for me not to be a rapper, a ball player, or something, they like just a normal dude from my neighborhood is about to start a clothing line. Right. You feel me? And. I had this whole idea of I'm going to focus on ECU because the people at ECU isn't from Greenville. So when they go home, that gives my, my co-line a vehicle to travel. I ended up on Rap City. I was on 106 in Park. All oh, this was within a year and a half. This I remember that. Moving fast. I remember that. You know what I'm saying? Imagine being in a summer league like, yo, you get a phone call, like, yo, go turn on the TV. Yeah. Your clothes is on 106 in Park. Go turn on TV. Your clothes Who's is winning? On the Tiger, City. right? Tiger wore um some other guests in like one of the rap battles or something wore on on Rap City because I was just sending stuff everywhere I didn't care I yeah. had a homeboy who was selling sneakers he was sending them sneakers I sent him the matching, matching shirts you know what I'm saying and right. it worked out for me because the camera was just like on the shirt the camera never saw the shoes no disrespect bro I, I appreciate the opportunity but you know what I'm saying it worked out that yeah. way and to and people laughed at me man you know what I'm saying like they really really laugh and you gotta think about it, bro I took um, a five dollar t-shirt from the store some fabric paint from Michael's and was selling for twenty seven dollars, making it on my mother's project table, bro. Like Tough. it was so crazy, bro. It was sometimes I never left the house. Like my boys would tell you, like I would yeah. wake up seven in the morning painting t shirts, go to bed at one or thirty in the morning, wake right back up. I was I was staying in the house for days at a time. You know what I'm saying? Up until the time when you know the clubs and the parties and stuff mm-hmm. started coming out. But yeah, that's dope. And to think about how many years you've been doing this. When, yeah. when did you start? Your mm. your first shirt. What year was this? My first shirt might have been oh, oh three, oh four. Oh three, oh four. So bro, that's like sixteen, seventeen years yeah. you've been in the in the clothing game. In the clothing game, bro. People don't know how hard it is to be consistent with the clothing lines, yeah. yo. With just making clothes. Like it's people now that may that may try to do it who can't even do it for a couple months. Yeah. Like yeah. and people think it's easy but it's not. No, it, it it definitely isn't because you're trying to convince people to believe in your right. style, your swagger, the way you do stuff. Right. And if they're not already seeing it on TV, that was the hardest thing. It wasn't a trend already through rap or through hip hop. It was just a dude that grew up down the street from me making these dope t-shirts. Why True. should I wear it? But the thing of it was, was that 
I made sure that everywhere I went, I had it on. Right. You feel me? I made sure you couldn't go nowhere with me if you didn't have it on. I would go, there was times I would go in my own closet and make my homeboy take his clothes off, take his shirt off. I'm like, yo, you got to wear this. Yeah. Like, he go yours, he go yours. And we walking in the clubs, you feel me? Or we we walking around ECU campus doing whatever. And if ever, they looking like, if ever, how you got a clothing line and your boys don't got it on? Right, you right. You know what I'm saying? But when they do got it on, you know what I'm saying? I would get the chicks that love to twerk, you feel me? I would go give them shirts and give them with the matching, um, Booty shorts mm -hmm. Put half now on the bottom I know she gonna be on stage Twerking all night That's a, that's an advertisement You feel what I'm saying She's like I just got, Why Yo, you give me this free outfit Just this way It's just marketing wear. man But as soon as you walk in the club The first thing you see on right. stage Is like Oh half now You know what I'm saying So that's, that's, that's what it was though. man yeah. It's all about marketing T To this day I tell my homeboys Whatever you got going on The first The most important thing You gotta do is market yourself You gotta market, market yourself Market your brand man. Yeah And yep. it's, it's all about image Image really. yeah not, not, it, It's all about image right But a lot of people Ignore one brand bro your first True. brand is your first and last name. It's your reputation. It's the Facts. person you are. You're right. So I always nurtured my rep. Like I always kept it cool no matter what side of town I was on. I was good. Whether I was with ECU people, whether I was locals, hoopers, doctors, lawyers, whatever. My rep, my rep was cool and I knew how to communicate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people that's going into business now that if you can't communicate then your core audience and your target audience is gonna be very limited because you can't figure out what these other people right. want. You can't you can't communicate with them. So that was the thing I had. I knew how to communicate it. I knew, I knew how to communicate. I knew how to talk. And I knew how to like to to just survive in any room. Whether it was a bunch of lawyers, you know what I'm saying, politicians, wherever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things. That's one of the many things I actually learned from you. Just you know, one the hustle, the hustle you gotta have to like you know do things on your own or go out and get it. You, um, you know what I mean <clears throat> Communication and connections Like Honestly bro When I came home From uh from college And I was I was done hooping I, I didn't I turned down the offer Done with basketball Yeah I didn't know What step to take I didn't know What direction to go And The only person I, I could even think about You know Going to for advice Was you Because you know You've technically been in my shoes Same exact shoes bro yeah. You know So I, I hit you And you really like made You helped You helped me um You know Gain one of my dreams One of my dreams came true Because of you As far as you know When I jumped in the music industry Yeah You was automatically Giving me advice As soon as I jumped in Boom Let's do it You know And, it, and, and let's let's figure out a, a way to make money off it Right right now Like we ain't waiting To make money Let's make money yeah, Right exactly. now You know what I'm saying The most The best money You ever gonna have Is money you enjoy making bro Like I Man. think the, I think the direct line To success Is through your God given talents And gifts Right So whatever job you got I don't care if you're Making a million I don't care if you're Making $10 an hour if you're not exercising your gift and your talent and your vision and what you want to do within that, you're never going to be happy, really. That's true. So I was trying to say, okay, cool. I understand the management thing. All right, bet. But how do we turn this into money now? And then you can see that your work isn't in vain, whether it's $10, $20, a couple hundred dollars or whatever. We got to figure out a way to make people pay you for what either you love to do, what you know how to do, or what you know. Right. You got to make them pay you for that. That's a fact. That's a fact, man, because I remember... um. I went to Atlanta to a couple of uh, music showcases for one of my artists. Yeah. And when I came back, I called you like, bro, they got something down there that we're not even doing right now. Yeah. And the only way I can do it is if I need your help, if, if I have your help. That's the yeah. only way. And that, that was with the uh, the showcases. The showcases and you was like, yeah. all right, bro, look, we're going to make it happen. And 
We literally made it happen within like two or three weeks. Two or three weeks. And it was jumping, sold out, packed. Like, sold out. He looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, yo, it's gonna work. Like, this is what we're gonna do. You ain't gotta do this. You don't yo. gotta you don't gotta do nothing, but it's yours. You don't gotta do nothing but show up. You feel me? I'm gonna make sure I take care of everything on the back end. It's gonna be your brand. We 50 50 partners. Yeah. But in the front, this is your this is your vision. This is your passion. I'm just here to help facilitate it. I'm gonna just right. put PG on this. But you're gonna catch the lob. You're gonna dunk it. You're gonna get the point. For sure, and man. In three weeks. And the funny thing about it was like you know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it 100. It was people that was, you know what I'm saying, that was kind of, you know, we're, we come from two different generations. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't know how close we were. You feel me? Right, because that's true. We didn't, I, you can love somebody and, and have a genuine friendship without hanging out every day. Right. Because we're from two, we're two different ages, so I didn't want to force that, you know? I'm not going to try to, you know what I'm saying, force my maturity on you. I'm going to let you say have the same 20-some-year-old life I had. So, cool, I'm not hanging out. You're 20-something, yeah. bro. I'm not hanging out with you every day. It's things that you love to do that I just don't do no more. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But it all came together because your partner was, like, level-headed. And then it was mistakes I made that you didn't have to make because I'd already learned from them. Right. And it, it, it was dope, bro. And I can't wait to get back to it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It was dope playing point for you. and allowing, You know what I'm saying? It was dope. No, I definitely can't wait to get back to it, man. That first one, I, I tell the boys about it all the time. We really took a hookah bar and got 26, 27 <laughs> local artists, artists to, yeah, come in man, to come in and perform and gave them a crowd to perform in front of. They Dude. really, they some most of them never had that. Never performed in front of a crowd before. And it was lit, too. And bro, when I Capacity, tell you. Capacity, people waiting to come in. It was crazy. It, it was so, man. And the crazy thing is, majority of them, I say 60% of them wasn't even from Greenville. Wasn't from Greenville. That was the crazy part. Remember I told you that. I, I told you that. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Strangers gonna love you, man. man. You, know, you can't get... You can't get, you know, too down on people that you know every day not supporting you when there was a million people that don't know right. about your product that want to support some dope. I can curse up here? Yeah, go ahead. Do you think? They, they, they want to support dope shit. They yeah. just got to know that dope shit exists. You feel that's me? True. You keep trying to sell your dope shit to the people that already know you're doing dope shit. Nah. That's true. Present your dope shit to some new people that's looking for dope shit. And that's what happened, bro. It was crazy. Like, Man, it was crazy. And you, like, you, you blew me away because I, I never really... Seeing you carry yourself in front of masses, I never seen you speak yeah. before. Like, I was like, "Do I supposed to host it or do?" And you grab the mic. I'm like, "Oh, I'm good. I'm about to sit back here. That yeah. boy know what he doing." Yo, and the crazy <laughs> thing is, yo, I was so nervous. You probably couldn't even tell, bro. I couldn't, bro. I ain't gonna lie. You're natural. Yo, I was so nervous when I went up there, man, because, yo, I never spoke in front of like. I spoke in front of classes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's different when you speaking in front of you know what we had. How many people do you think we had at that joint? Eighty nine, a hundred. Not including the artists, we pay, we ain't have nowhere to stand, nowhere to sit because it's a small spot. You know what I'm saying? It's so, right. But it was no, you couldn't even walk around. You couldn't, bro. I'm so like, when I got up there and I started talking, my my heart pounded. But I'm like, yo, play it off, play it off. You got to be cool, like like they know you cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? But deep down, boy, man, public speaking was one of my worst classes. That's what I'm. Okay, I'm gonna ask you this: What you think? <laughs> you, what you think is tougher, hooping in front of thousands of people or talking in front of those people? Talking. That's crazy. Talking, bro. That's Cause crazy. look, man, when I get on that court, it's like. I got tunnel vision. Yeah. I can't hear nor see anybody in the crowd unless I, like, go look for somebody. Yeah, yeah. But, man, when I'm on that court, it's like, it's a, it's a real comfort zone. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But the more you do this, you feel me, and the more you start to understand, you know what I'm saying, your path and your place, then speaking in front of people and telling people about what you got going on is going to become your comfort zone, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you got a, a bunch, like, this isn't it. You got a bunch of dope stuff that's going to, Transcend from this right. with new audiences, white, black, young, old kids, you know what I'm saying, senior citizen, and you're just gonna have to be like, oh man, I just thought this last night, it works. Okay, boom. It's it's gonna be this, it's a 30 point, you got a bunch of 30 point games ahead of you. you feel That's me? true. You just gotta shoot the shots. That's all you gotta do. That's all it is, man. So, 
when it comes to uh, you know, the parties and the the club hostings <laughs> and all this, because that's that's what you mostly known for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in Eastern North Carolina. Yeah, man. Tell yeah. me how you even got started doing oh. that, though. <clears throat> Let me see, man. I'm talking about all the way back to like your, your back. first party or your first so, right, so so bet I early on I wasn't really I wasn't really drinking or nothing right mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm doing I'm doing the clothes or whatever I, I, we was partying a lot in college because that was just a different type of vibe come home and I'm like okay cool you know what I'm saying the city rocking with me everybody wearing my clothes <clears throat> let me throw a party for my birthday mm-hmm. you feel me so I throw a party at this club for my birthday and like a week or two before they had Lil Wayne at the club. Oh, I wow. saw how packed it was So when I approached The club owner What club was Wayne at? It was at the Dynasty Oh wow That's yeah, It was at the Dynasty So you know what I'm saying Rest in peace Sean Mack When I approached, mm-hmm. when I approached Sean Mack was the owner Like dope guy man He he turned the city up Like he probably He he, he done it like nobody else done it He had all the major artists Coming through his spot Or whatever I approached him like Yo I'm gonna throw a birthday party Like alright cool I'm like no I mean a party a party Like it's gonna be the same amount of people here That was at Lil Wayne joint Yeah He looked at me like <laughs> No, it ain't. I'm like, but then I can admit, I'm, I was oh, I was slightly overconfident. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Not not conceited. Or, I just it come from basketball. I believed I could do anything I thought of. Right. So bet we roll up in that joint. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, how much you gonna pay me? He was like, pay you. I'm not gonna pay you. I'm like, what you gonna give me? Like a bottle of champagne and ten on the guest list. I'm like, bro, I don't even drink, bro. If I do drink, <laughs> I drink natural light. Like I or you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I'm not champagne. What am I do with that? Bro, I tell you no lie. When I pulled up to the club, I had to park two miles away from the building to get to my own birthday party at eleven thirty. Swear to God, promise, what? promise at eleven thirty. So the night is over. With, I'm keep, I keep, you know, I'm about my paper now because I got these clothes. The whole club. Now keep in mind, the whole club got the clothes on too. Now they yeah. driving from Wilson, Rocky Mount to the hood, picking up the clothes. It's over, and I go to him like, "Yo, so what's up with that number? Like, what, what we doing? How much you got?" I, I told you 10 people in a, in a ball like, uh, this is my man. normal crowd I'm like yo how bro so bet push come to shove we start going in there a lot and um, something happened where like they were starting to view me as a view us as a gang so we would fight you know what I'm saying we would get into a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. in the club I might come through if I decide alright cool we don't want to rumble no more alright let's leave and then everybody was with me we just leave so something crazy ended up happening and he banned me what like he even let he let everybody back like it was an all out brawl in the parking lot. We running from car to car, punching, throwing each other out of the car, getting mace. Everyone, I was the only person that got banned. Wow! Only out of like it was, the fight probably was like fifteen on fifteen. Out of thirty dudes, man, I was the only one that got banned. Right. So when I go back to the club, I think Young Buck is supposed to be there, and I, I got some T shirts for Young Buck. I've been talking to managers. I'm good. Nah, you can't come in. Yo, what am I do then? So I bumped into another homeboy I went to high school where he took me downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time, black people wasn't really partying downtown like that. Right. So we go downtown. I'm like, oh, man. So I, I remember walking in a club, Club Cabanas. It was crazy. It was only like mixed club where you had black, whites, whatever. And my shirt was like neon. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, was, it was like glowing. You know what I'm saying? Every time the lights hit, it was glowing. So a lot of white people was in the club. They was coming up to me like, oh, my God, I love your shirt. Like, oh, my God, what is this? What is this? So like, I'm in this joint like a celebrity right now, but I'm not the celebrity. The shirt is. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And white dude, lo and behold, I tell you in a lot, man, it's the craziest thing ever. White guy bumps into me and spills my drink all over my shirt and shoes, bro. Oh, I know you was pissed. I know you was pissed. But I do know that I'm like the only black guy out of like five. It's only like five Ooh, black dudes in this club. Okay. So I can't turn up. You feel me? Yeah, I, yeah. I can't go ham. He said, yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to get you another drink. What were you drinking? I'm like, um, 
cranberry and vodka. He was like, no, that's for that, that, no, that weak stuff. Come with me. So he takes me outside the club and walks in the alley. So I'm like, yo, bro, trying to kill me or something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Bro might be a serial killer. He takes me to this other club and gets me this drink called a hurricane. This is crazy, bro. At the time, it was the Phoenix, and the Phoenix was called the, the Cavern. Going there, and this one drink, bro, you're, you're straight for the rest of the night. Like, that's how lit you was getting off one drink. What? So I couldn't go. So I was suspended <clears throat> from Dynasty for, right. like, for 60 days. So I had to party downtown. What I was doing was convincing my homeboys to not go out there, uh-huh. but come down here with me. So before we go into the clothes, we'll go to the little spot and get the hurricanes. So every time I go in there, I'm five people. Yeah. I go back with 10. I go back with 20. At the time, the owner wasn't getting no business. So he stops me one day. He was like, hey, come here. I'm like, what's up? He was like, yo, who you? Who are you? Who are you supposed to be? So I'm like, nobody, man. I'm just going to get a drink. He was like, nah, man, some, something ain't right. This is different. Like, mm-hmm. you walk in here, every week you come back, you come back with more people. Everybody knows you. How do you even know these people? I'm like, man, I sell clothes. He was like, you think you could throw a party? I was like, yeah, I used to throw them in high school. I used to throw the craziest party in high school. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's try it. He was like, you know, um, give me $500 and I'll let you at the door. So $500 was a lot of money back then. I'm right. like, man, shoot. Gave him the $500, man. This is the craziest thing ever, bro. It started pouring down raining the night of the party. Oh, uh, man, I would have been sick. Would have been. I was. <laughs> I called up two close homeboys that was in church real heavy. This is the craziest <laughs> thing ever. I said, look, bro. <laughs> I owe my mama my part of the rent on Monday, <laughs> but I just used it to throw this party. So, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get kicked out if this money don't come yeah. back. Can you please say a prayer for me, bro? Like, Rob, by here. <laughs> he was like, nah, man, bad, but I'm going to pray for you right quick. I tell you no lie, bro. When I came out of the bathroom and walked out, bro, in a pouring down rain, the line was from the doorway down to the alley around the corner in the street in the rain. The name of the party was Go-Getters because at the time, Jeezy had just dropped I'm a Go-Getter with, with R. Kelly. Uh-huh. It was in January. ECU had just got back in town. This is what all ECU people, I don't know. I only, this is no hood. This is no local stuff. This is all ECU. So how wait, how was you promoting it though? Facebook. Ah, uh, okay. Because I was only one, only one of the only locals that could really have a Facebook like that at that time mm-hmm. because in the beginning, Facebook, you had to have a college email address. That's true. You feel me? And I still had my central email address. It was still valid. Right. You feel me? So I was connected locally through the streets or through word of mouth with the locals and growing up. But I had this other audience that I was connected through through this. Nobody knew Facebook was going to be that big. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Other by everybody else was looking to hook up. I'm commenting, trying to like, yo, I like them sneakers. I got a shirt to match it. Yo, for real? Show me the picture of it. I go paint a sneaker. I ask them what size you yeah. want. And I go paint the shirt. The whole while, I just painted the shirt anyway. But I really didn't have a shirt. I just liked the sneakers you had on. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it grew from there, bro. And then from then on, it was from week to week. Um, Phoenix just was a legend, bro. Like, like I started hosting a party, getting on the microphone. And like before you know it, man, Phoenix is like a time in yeah. my life that's like a blur, bro. Like, Yo, people still people, talk people about still the Phoenix about days that, yeah. to this day. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I never really got to experience it because you know I'm a young boy. Yeah, you was young then, but we threw like a couple. I gave you a couple teen parties. You know, oh no, no, I, I no, no, always no. go up bread with you. Yeah, nah, yeah. for sure. Yo, I used to that always one, try to make you make money, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Uh, what was the first one? The graduation party? It was like no, no, no. It was no. one before that though. It was one before that. because we was in the Phoenix and we had to take all the alcohol out. It was it was it was a teen party. I remember. I can't remember what I can't remember what it was for. But the first party we made some real money on was your high school graduation yeah. party. Oh you my and your God. pops didn't realize I'm like, yo, like, we good. We gonna make a bunch of money. Yo, listen. We ain't gonna make that amount of money. You crazy. <laughs> we ain't I said, no no. 
that's what y'all gonna be like. That's y'all part. And yeah. I'm gonna have my part. And it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Man, it was so crazy. We moving tickets like working. KB was going to the mall every day. I tried to warn you. Yo, didn't yeah. you sell out of tickets like in, in an hour one time? You had to kept calling your back, bro. I need tickets. Now I'm calling dudes back, bro. We need more tickets. Dudes yeah. like, what? I just gave y'all some. Just gave y'all some. It used like, to be. Crazy, yeah. bro. We made so much money off that party. My dad wouldn't let me touch it. He made me <laughs> yeah, put it in the bank. You just told me that story a little yeah. while ago. Like when I handed y'all y'all cut, he was like, "So we about to split this?" No, no, we already split. That's y'all. Like, <laughs> matter of fact, and the crazy part of it was was that I had two parties going on in one night. Yeah, you did. So you I had did, you guys bro. at the National Guard, and I had another party at uh, the fairground. So I'm driving back and forth. Remember? Yep. You know what I'm saying? I, I had the I had the old eight I had an eighteen and up twenty one and up party mm-hmm. at the fairgrounds. Now I had the teens over there, but I was so used to that, bro. Like I was times even during the Phoenix days, I would have the Phoenix jumping, a party at the convention center, and I have a teen party at um at the skate at the um the skate the skate park. So I used to pay yeah, my homeboy yeah, to drive yeah. me around. I go to each party for thirty minutes, jump on the microphone, and go to another. I, mean, I used to do some crazy stuff, bro. Like, bro <laughs> man, and then I look back at I was doing too much, but it paid the bills. You know what I'm saying? Man, so, I, you was doing your thing, man. You was doing your thing. Yeah. You and, know, and eventually, you, you, it was a situation where, like, I never. If you ever look at my post or whatever, I never talked about money. I'm a true believer that you do right by people. You work hard, the money gonna fall out the sky. Mm-hmm. Me it might not fall out of the sky, but the money is a magnet. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna attract, it's gonna come. I was doing all that for information, right? You know what I'm saying? Being able to to, to problem solve, critical think, being able to manage things, being able to manage people. I mean, who can throw three parties in one night at the same time? It was a challenge. <laughs> not you know what I'm many. I, I up to when I realized she was doing that, I'm like, yo, what? That's that's unbelievable. People for real. see the flies, I'm like, yo, how you gonna be in all these places? Right. Bro, my homeboy go to the club with him. I pay him not to drink. He ain't going to drive me. Right. Every 30 minutes, I'm on another stage. I'm at the convention center. Boom. Hop off. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> let go. Hop off. Phoenix. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Let go. Hop off. Team party. Oh, my God. And then just the complete circle, bro. And it was just, you know what I'm saying? And now, it prepared me for everything I got going on now. Right. That has nothing to do with clubs. Right. And nothing to do with parties. And, and that's what I was about to get into because I want to talk about that. Because, you know... We both we, we both stay on the low Like you know what I mean You might get on social media A little bit for promotional reasons yeah. Or post a status every now and then But not many people Actually know what we do You yeah. know what I mean Yeah So Get into uh, You know like What exactly you got going on today Well I'll back it up some It started The transitioning from 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 the club um, Started with like I felt like I had more to offer the city Than just a turn up You feel me mm-hmm. Like I saw a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? I, I saw party life like really take over a lot of people. And I was responsible True. for that. So I'm like, I True. gotta bring something else to the city. So it started off with um community events, giving back, doing a lot of community stuff. And then I ventured out, man, to one of the dopest things I ever did, bro. I write books. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so yes. I wrote my first book. I dropped Dope. my first cologne. You know what I'm saying? So I had all the, the you know, I had the cologne, I had the book. Um Man, it just it just, it went from there and prepared me for now. You know what I'm saying? So some of the stuff I got going. You so you asking what's going on now? Yeah, but pause that though. I remember one day, bro, I hopped on Instagram. Yeah. And I seen a picture of you and Tommy from from uh from Power. Oh, that's my dog, bro. Listen, like, I I said, hold up, time out. <laughs> Where is my boy at? And how did he get this picture? Yo. With Tommy holding his book up, <laughs> yo, bro. I'm like, yo, what? That's going time, on. The time when I dropped my book introduced me to a whole another world. I hung out with Tommy, um, Bill Clinton, Fifty Cent, Nelly. Man, shucks, you can go. I got pictures for days, man. And that book just yeah. put me in like 
so many different places. But the story with um, Tommy was, I got paid. Shout out to my man Donis Whitfield. Donis read my book. You feel me? And Donis was throwing parties at CIAA that year. And he was like, yo, um, you want to throw a party? I'm like, yeah, how much is it going to cost? He was like, no, nah, I'm going to pay you to be there. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you're, you're, you're a national best-selling author. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I just sell, I sell, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong, I sold a lot of books, but it was only my region. Like, it's not national yet, bro. I'm independent. They don't know that. Right. So, like, he got me on a ticket, right? Like, on a bill, like a billboard ticket. Me, Cardi B, Tommy, and Ghost. So I pull up, you know what I'm saying? They showing me all this love or whatever. But the only love I couldn't get shown was actually getting on stage with them. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So I'm fly. I got my coat on or whatever. I'm like, yo, these dudes in the industry, I got to get on my book, right? So while everybody partying, Tommy giving like this crazy, the craziest intro I ever seen to a party. Never seen nobody rock, rock a party and introduce himself the way he did. So the whole party goes crazy. And then the theme song from Power comes on. Mm. And it takes the whole crowd to a whole another level. Yeah. Now I'm smart and I'm innovative, right? I'm short. So they got this <laughs> bouncer. Probably like six seven, huge. Just his personal bodyguard. I see him talking to a chick. I see him standing. This is no homo. You feel me? But he's on the stage. I'm at the steps. I see him stand. He just told me I couldn't go up there. He's standing talking to a girl, holding her like this, like you know what I'm saying? Like they're in an intrigued conversation. Uh -huh. And I'm like, yo, when he spread his legs, I'm gonna crawl up the steps <laughs> and go between his legs. <laughs> <laughs> so what, now bro? keep in mind My boy Donis Who booked it Wasn't even allowed on stage Uh huh I mean you, you talking about He paid a pretty penny And he didn't even get Nowhere near What you call So the next thing I know I'm so fly Once I stood up And shook myself off I got like three books In my coat I look like I'm with them you Yeah know? yeah So yeah. the same dude That just told me I couldn't come on stage Is like yo what up baby I'm like what's up This <laughs> is Tommy crazy ain't he Like <laughs> You know what I'm saying Not You know what I'm saying Not realizing <laughs> They call him Joseph because that's his real yeah, name. But yeah. now I sound like a fan I'm calling him Right, Tommy. right, right. So bet he come in the back or whatever. The chick's back there. So the chick look at me, ask me who I am. I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I write books. You know, I turn on my... I had to, I had to throw a little cap out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just released my first book, man. Looking for a little joint with Netflix or whatever. But it's... Fake <laughs> <laughs> it till you yeah, make yeah, it, you bro. know what I'm saying? So a homegirl's trying to holler at Tommy. So... We sitting there talking. She was like, yo, my homegirls, and this such groupies. Da, da, da. I said, I know. <laughs> I know. And oh, wow, I'm trying to get over here, too. So she was like, come on, let's go over here and finally get this over. So I go, and I'm like, yo, what up, Tommy? I'm like, what up, Tommy? Like, come on, man. I'm like, my bad. What's up, Joseph? I'm like, look, bro, I know we in the club or whatever, but I got, like, the dopest story you ever going to read in your life, bro. Mm -hmm. He's like, what you got, bro? You got to tell me something? I'm like, nah. And, and I pulled a book out of my coat. He was like, yo, bro, you in the club with books, bro? <laughs> like... He was Yo. like, come on, man, give it to me. Uh, he was like, so I, after I gave it to him, I'm about to walk off. He was like, ah, bro, come here. You know what I'm saying? Take a picture. Take a, let's have a drink. Da -da -da. Yeah. So we take pictures. I'm drinking the rest of the night. Da -da -da, whoop -de -whoop. So about 9 o'clock that morning, my phone going crazy. So I'm like, yo, why is all these people calling me? You know what I'm saying? This dude jumped on the plane at 7 and had the book read by 8. And we got a whole Twitter conversation of how he loved the book. How I can relate to it. He was like, yo, I'm about to read it again. I'm going to hit you back. Oh, that's tough. It's crazy. It's crazy. And the craziest part, I, I think I that's lost wild. that opportunity. So I meet 50 Cent. Right? Where you, meet, where you meet him at? Um, I met 50 Cent when he was promoting. Um, what's, the, what's the look he got? Uh, Effing. Yeah. Tommy people and uh, dude from dude from Gold, but I can't think of his name. They tell me like, look, yo, I read your book. 50's going to be in Fairville. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you got yeah. to get there. I've already told him about it, but he ain't going to just set something over. You got to figure it out yourself. So I called a liquor store and they was like, um, 
if you buy one bottle of liquor, you know, you get you, you get an autographed bottle. So I'm like, well, how do you get to meet him? Um, you got about three cases. Three cases of what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's twenty $25, $30 a pop. Yeah. How many is in a case? Six in a case. I done my math, told my homeboy, yo, drive, we going down here. So I buy like three cases. When I meet 50, we taking a picture. I'm like, yo, Joseph, just that in the third. He's like, oh, that's you? I'm like, yeah, whoop de whoop. So I give him the book. He looked at it. He was like, yo, Joseph been talking about this book. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to check it out. I get back in the car and drive. We're probably like 30 minutes out. I look at my homeboy. I'm like, yo, I messed up. I was like, what you talking about? I'm like, yo, he's not going to call. I messed up. I dedicated the book to Jay-Z, Puff Daddy, Tyler Perry, and Kevin Hart. Uh-huh. Jay-Z and Puff Daddy <laughs> is his sworn enemies. Yes. I'm I him. didn't dedicate it to 50 Cent. I messed up. I dropped the ball. He never called. Uh, uh, I, and I man. knew on the way back he never was gonna call. But that picture was so priceless. I probably sold another thousand books. Oh like, yeah, for sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? That picture was so priceless. Like even now, that picture is still relevant. I use it yeah. to market some things. But yeah, that was dope, man. That Yo, was that's, writing a book was a, was like was like the most amazing run. But it was crazy that the book didn't just make me money. It taught me something. Mm-hmm. In order to finance my book so that I own 100% of the royalties and I own, you know what I'm saying, the, what, I guess you can call it masters or, you know what I'm saying, the the um, the, the, the income could right, still right. coming in from that. I had to buy it all out. So it was very expensive. Mm, I see. I see. They gave me the number. And I'm like, yo, I can't afford that. All I did was stop buying sneakers. Yo. To pay for a book. You, you I, know was, what? I was buying two pairs of sneakers a week for seven years. I was just about to say, I believe that, bro, because you used to buy so many shoes. Every Friday and Saturday night. We used to ride to the mall with you. Yeah, yeah. Bro, you on the Crabtree Saturday? Yes. Let us ride with you. Man, yeah. go buy two shoes every single every, weekend. For, I'm for like, about bro. Five, six, seven, eight years, man. I bought two pairs of sneakers every weekend. Bro, do the math year. on that. We talking about fifty, sixty thousand dollars for sneakers. <sighs> That's the, tough. The book was like the book was a nice piece of change. Yeah, yeah. To the point where like, you know, I just stop. I just it's called. I don't believe in saving money. I believe in relocating spending. Mm-hmm. So if you got a goal in mind, what you do is you have the money. You just got to figure out what can you go without, right. and then take that. I just stop buying sneakers, and then ever since then I don't buy sneakers no more. Right, that's true. I might buy a pair of Pumas, pair of Adidas, some dress shoes because they dress shoes are more like investments. The dress shoe was gonna make you some money, but that right there, the book was basically teaching me how to become. Better at finances mm-hmm. It wasn't just about the book You know what I'm saying And I got some stuff Off my chest in the book It opened up some yeah. doors About to come out With the other one In a little while Still working on it It's gonna be crazy But Yo that book Changed your life In several ways I stopped drinking man Stopped drinking Partying Stopped being a womanizer Everything Wow You know what I'm saying Like I'm so disciplined Right now Yeah. You couldn't You couldn't give me $100 to take a drink In front of somebody Especially in public I am Right right No, nah, I ain't gonna take that I don't drink I'm not gonna drink nothing I don't care what she looked like I don't yeah. care what the situation is. I just Because I knew who I was When I was drinking back in the, I knew who I was You know what I'm saying I didn't yeah. wanna The Phoenix was fun But it was also a person That I kinda wanted to To bury I didn't wanna be that person yeah. no more. I wanted to To to, to to that not be my legacy I want to be a good person I just didn't want to say Oh that's the dude That used to keep the parties lit Right 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 I mean and I knew, and I Sometimes a, you gotta change Yeah you know, knew, it, it was time I, I look in the mirror I knew, I, knew, I knew what was wrong with me Yeah <laughs> Some people don't know What's wrong with them I knew what was wrong with me Okay let's fix it I'm still fixing stuff That's right. wrong with me You know what I'm saying So I stopped drinking And I learned to um, I learned to value women Outside of just You know what I'm saying Thinking that Oh I gotta have her Cause she's cute mm-hmm. I call it this Was that I learned how to Admire a woman Without trying to acquire her mm. And it helped me more in business Because now I respect women on levels right. That I didn't I, I wasn't disrespectful But coming from the projects The guy with the most women was winning 
Yeah. You're taught that at an That's early true. age. You feel me? That's true. You didn't, you didn't, I wasn't taught romantic love. I never saw a man treat my mother right. You feel me? I never mm-hmm. saw my next door neighbor treat his girlfriend right. I never saw no type of romantic love. So romance early on was doomed for all of us. Right, right. Especially for young black brothers. We didn't, we, it was a Cosby sure. show. That was all we had was a Cosby show. Maybe. Sure. And I learned how to love. I learned how to appreciate a woman. I learned how to be satisfied with talking to one person. I learned how to be satisfied like I am now with just being single. You right. know what I'm saying? And not trying to, you know, jump every, jump from ship to ship. Right. Because I understood the energy that transfers. You but, know what I'm saying? But see, and, and when you come to terms with yourself that, you know, it's time and you actually take that initiative to like do different things to change your life, that's when yeah. you that's when you see Im- improvement in yourself. Like I changed myself, I say I probably changed like my sophomore year of college, maybe freshman, because I was doing so much when I was in high school and middle school, you know, yeah. like I'm all out partying in, in middle school. Yeah. So and I was talking about this on episode one, like we was partying so young and doing crazy things, messing with other girls at such a young age. Like, I finally got to a point in life where I'm like, bro, it's it's time for me to become a man. Yeah. And one, having a child helped me do that too. Yeah, man. But, you know, that really, like, settled me down. So, like, yo, it's time for a change. And I came to terms with it. Um, God played a big part in it. I gave myself yeah. to God. And, um, you know, I just... I, I love who I am now. I, I don't look at certain things the same way. Yeah. And just like you said, you learn how to, how to value women more or better. Yeah. Like... I got I got business women who some of my friends may say you know bro you need to you need to holler at her yeah, I'm like man, bro, I, go it all the time, bro I can't why would I do that that's that's business it's business I, I don't business. even look at her like that you know that's that's strictly yeah. business but see we're taught at a young age man that like women are trophies you feel me yeah you get you one you win it you conquer it you put it on the shelf you admire it for a little while you go get you another one that's wrong bro <laughs> it's and, it's you know so wrong that, that's man. wrong you know what I'm saying now I'm in a situation now you know what I'm saying like I said I'm single but. I'm looking for the best person I can build something with. Right. Something, someone who understands and supports. And is, you know, sex is only going to last, you know, what, anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour and a half. I mean, yeah, I'm just keeping it on. Yeah, that's a fact. But, and if you're doing it twice a week, that's only three hours a week, right? What else you going to do? I mean, she got to have, she got to <laughs> bring something else to the table seven days in a week, bro. Something else. I mean? And man. then you don't want to keep bouncing from girl to girl because that's too many lies to remember. There's too many different attitudes to, to try to, you know, and egos to try to you know to try to uh, maneuver around. And secondly, bro, secondly, the most important thing that me changing my lifestyle as far as chasing women did, it unclogged my mental. Mm, true. You know what I'm saying? I was true. Allowed, I, I was I was allowed to be even more creative, even more right. focused because my focus that's wasn't, huge. My focus wasn't conquering a woman every day. I was right. waking up, man, like, oh man, yo, you know, I, yo, what we gonna do? To, who, we, who we gonna do today? Right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? You throwing parties, da da da. They, they, you know what I mean? Who? We, when I went from that, bro, I've never had so much growth and success in my life from the time that I stopped drinking and I stopped chasing chicks, bro. Yeah. And that's when everything just started to open up outside of the club. It wasn't just a club no more. You talking about major event planning? You talking about books? You talking about cologne? You talking about you know what I'm saying having people pay you to come paint, bro. Yeah, which is which is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but you're you're very successful on that. So so explain that real quick. You you call it a sip and paint? I call it lit and paint. Lit and paint. That's yeah, right. Yeah, lit and paint. Yeah, it's called lit and paint. I, honestly, I can't even I can't take all the credit for it because I used to work with the company that in that in, that, that, that 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 thought of it first was mm-hmm. trap and paint. Shout right, out to them. Right, they right. they're big boys. Shout out to them. They're on a whole nother level. So I'm working with them. I booked them. This young lady, she puts it in my inbox one day, like, yo, you should do this. So I'm real big on respecting people's intellectual property. So 
I'm never gonna take something that's yours and go do it. Mm-hmm. I, I've lost a lot of money. You feel me? I'm never gonna do that. So I said, yo, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna reach out to them, bring them to Greenville. Right. I will bring them to Greenville. They will pay me a hosting fee, pay me a promo fee. Cool. Bro, I was getting like 150, 170 people show up. Then one day he tells me, yo, we're not coming back no more. I'm like, why? It ain't enough people. What do you mean, bro? It's 170 people times $35. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Right. Bro, we're, we're doing Vegas. We're doing New York. We're doing three shows in New York, four shows in Houston in one day. Da, da, da. I said, okay, cool. Well, if you don't mind, can I have your blessing to do my own thing with it? Right. You feel me? I'll even give you a cut. You feel me? Because that's how I am. He was like, y'all don't want no cut. Do your thing. I'm like, for oh, real? Wow. You know what I'm saying? So first, I started doing it. I just changed the name to Lit and Paint. And then it was crazy because I used to pay artists to draw the canvases for me. Right. And well, see, I thought you was doing it the whole time. Nah, I didn't realize you you end up doing it yourself. I now. A, listen, I had a homegirl. Like I'm I'm all I'm 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 all money in. I'm like yeah I'm, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want everybody. If I got something going on, everybody around me is making money. I had a homegirl who needed to make a extra money. She was an art teacher. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna pay you to do these canvases. You feel mm-hmm. me? So we all making money. One day the pandemic hit, COVID-19 hit. I'm bored at the house. I got a plain canvas. So I'm like, I'm about to paint this. So I paint it. I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm about to draw this one. I drew it, bro. And in less than three days, bro, I was shipping at-home lit and paint kits all over the country. Wow. And and I didn't start doing it until, I didn't start actually drawing it myself until two weeks before COVID-19 hit. So it was almost like the Lord was preparing me. Yeah. To still be financially independent and do my own thing because he knew that COVID nineteen was coming, the club was closing because I had to, I got the you know what I'm I had to wait. Hopefully, when everything was back up, we'll go back to normal. Right. Wait downtown, and from there it just went crazy, man. Like it went crazy. Lit and paint. They paid me to come host. We turn up. We play musical chairs. We. I mean, it's the ultimate fun it, you ever gonna have. With it's, your a clothes, vibe. Bro. it's a vibe. It's a vibe, bro. It's a vibe, and that's dope, man. I I don't know. I don't know anybody else that's doing that for real. Yeah, I mean like around here, you yeah, get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see the thing of it is is that you're never gonna be the only one doing something. No, never but you can be the only one doing it your way. Separate yourself. That, yeah, you separate yourself. That's no, what anything that's what anything you got going on. And the separate thing was was like, yo, I'm gonna entertain you. I'm gonna go on Zoom. We're gonna turn up, I'm gonna come to your crib, I'm gonna I'm gonna rent up, I'm gonna rent the hotel, I'm gonna rent the convention center. But they can do it too, but when I do it, it's a little different because I'm doing it. And you gonna, I'm gonna put my all into it. I'm gonna put my heart into it. I'm gonna flirt with everybody. I'm gonna make sure everybody have a good time. And that right. was the difference with me. Was like I was always, always felt like my most valuable thing wasn't my product. It was my customer. Because who cares about what I got going on? Is dope if nobody's gonna pay for it. Right. So I'm always about customer service. So yeah. So that's what Lit and Paint is based off. Making sure your customers have a good time. Yeah, that's dope, man. I'm definitely copping a couple this weekend for yeah, me and my yeah, lady. Yeah, we that's, already got that set up. Yeah, yeah that's that a vibe. So if you out there, man, and you want a good vibe with your people, your girlfriend, your you know what I mean, your family or your mm-hmm. homeboys, whatever, Lit and Paint, just holler at me, man. Yeah, tell them how to reach out to you too, bro. Social oh, media and all that. Oh man, um, social media at Have Not Twenty Two on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, it's um, Jamel Blunt. You know what I'm saying And telephone number two yes, three two seven 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 one six. But you end up You know You grow to where You want to learn business bro Like right. not just You don't want to get locked Into one thing Cause one of the dopest things I came up with man Was like The fair food drive through Yes And I was just about to uh, You know what I'm saying I was like, just about to bring that up too Like that's And a lot of people don't even know that you know You're the brains behind that They, and that they have the no idea They have no idea Till they get there You know what you I'm saying You feel me Like you, you really brought You know A food fair Here 
Yeah. And not not only here, then you spread it across, across I, East North Carolina. All across to East other North cities. I've been this is my first weekend home, bro, in probably like six weeks. We've been on the road. We either been doing it or on the road for probably about six weeks, bro. Like yeah. and I liked it because when I thought of it, the best way Russell Simmons said something a long time ago, two things. Was the best way for you to make money is to is to help somebody else make money. So I saw Facts. I saw where food trucks wasn't making any money, bro. Right. I knew a bunch of food trucks. I also had homeboys. You guys came and helped me out. Yes, sir. Now, imagine how it feels to see seven food trucks. You got 14 runners working for you, and everybody's making money. Yes, sir. Not just the person who thought of it. You feel me? Everybody's making a, a, a substantial amount of money for whatever they got going on. And then I didn't mind getting out there doing the same exact jobs that I was asking other people to do. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go on the road with it. Right. And it, it worked out. And this grew to something else even major. I made even more networking, been to more cities, met more people, even started selling clothes, more clothes behind it, sold some lit and paint kits behind it. And it just opened up, man. It's crazy, yeah. man. The and pandemic is a situation where, like, Bro, if you don't know how to, if you didn't hustle your way through this thing, bro, like you ain't a hustler, bro. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure it out, right? Bro. Because the, the pandemic scared people. I don't. You could have been on your job for twenty years, right? But your job can't open. It can't. How you it's, gonna eat? Like how you, you gonna get fired? Out? Your job. The the president, the governor said, "Yo, y'all can't open." You know what I'm saying? So here you are. If you ain't got no hustle skills, how you gonna how you gonna make money? So I knew. That you know these people sitting home. How do I sell them meat in their front rooms? Right. I knew that I built a brand up of enjoying yourself, having a good time, and that's what I did. Then even with the fair thing, I knew that the fair couldn't, the actual fair couldn't happen. But I knew that the older you were, you don't go to the fair for the rides. It's for the food. You go for the food, which is crazy. Which is crazy. And then you convinced the food truck was like, "Yo, you don't got to do pull up here and park. I'm gonna that's do all it. the marketing, all the pro. You don't even gotta get out your truck." I'm going to hire people to come and go get the food for you. And then the people don't get It's crazy, man. Like, God is good, bro. Man, when, I, I remember good, um, the first day. Well, the second day was on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And and what time they open up? 12, right? Yeah, we open up at 12. So I get there like 1130. You on the way. I call you. I'm like, bro, it's a line all the way down the highway. All the way down the already. highway, bro. All the way. The <laughs> only thing is two things that I've done that's comparable to that, bro. The fair food drive through thing, once again, everybody laughed. They didn't understand. Like, yo, what you mean? I got to drive. What you talking about? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm hearing it. But what people didn't understand is that the people I'm hearing it from <clears throat> was not the people that I intended it to be for. I knew all these small counties were stuck in the house. People I didn't know. So once I used Eventbrite and I started doing um, my marketing strategy, and I'll give out a marketing strategy right now. So I see people complain all the time about like, yo, people don't like my stuff. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to look in this camera right now and tell you that the like means absolutely nothing. Not a thing. I don't go for those. You go for the share. The share is poison ivy. It spreads. It hijacks other people's pages. That's, That's how you true. convince people to share your stuff. And once I saw, I was making a post, man, and the post would go viral. You're talking about one single post doing about a fair food drive, about candy apples, funnel cake, uh, doing I a remember. thousand shares, I not a thousand I'm likes. Like I'm like, yo, this post really got this many shares? A this day. We doing anywhere from 700 to 1,000 shares a day for yeah. a week straight. The line was down the street, three miles. It was crazy. Oh, tomorrow, you couldn't see the end of the line, bro. You couldn't, you couldn't see the end of the line, bro. I'm like, crazy. yo, should I open the gate? Like, yo, what you want me to do? <laughs> like, it was crazy. And it's crazy because a lot of people, they look at me and be like, he looking at me like, yo, you ain't going to panic? 
<laughs> like, bro, you ain't about to like, what you gonna do, bro? And I'm like, bro, I was like, I prayed for this. Yeah, Panic for, for what? Sure, like, man. I prayed for it. I, I remember having my first Halloween party at the fairground. Yeah, remember yeah, that? yeah. I remember. Man, I tell you, no lie, bro. It was the craziest thing ever. Me and my homeboy said, we pulling up, we setting up for the Halloween party. Said runs in the building, I'm like, yo, the feds out here. I'm in the building and I'm like, just talking about the feds out here. What are you talking about, bro? He was like, yo, bro, the feds out here, the fire marshal out here, the SBI out here, FBI, everybody what? out here. He's like, yo, if we leave right now, we can run out this door <laughs> and they ain't going to catch us. They're asking for you by name. Yeah. I'm like, leave for what, bro? We good. Right. You ain't done nothing so wrong. I ain't done nothing wrong. But keep in mind, everybody from the hood or that I hang with, they haven't, they've never seen me True. operate in a room full of professionals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I got this button I can press where you'd be like, yo, I don't even think I know him yeah. anymore. That ain't Deuce, that's Jamel. So I go back out and I'm like, hey, how you doing, sir? Can I help you? Yeah, we're looking for Jamel Blunt. I'm like, that's me. So the dude, the, the, the state fire chief of the whole state looks me right in my face and was go, who you supposed to be? Oh, wow. So I was like, nobody. I just throw parties, sir. What you talking about? Nah, so you don't, you don't, you don't rap? You, don't, you ain't in movies or something? Like who? I mean, I don't I don't understand who you who are you yeah. for all this to be going on. I said, all of what? He said, Do you not know how many people's about to come out here? I said, Well, sir, I sold like three, four hundred tickets. He said, son, try four, five thousand people. We've been watching your page for three weeks. Watching your page? Watching my page, my Facebook page. So like what? monitoring your page is real. That's why I don't put certain stuff on my page. I know they're looking at my yeah. page. So he was like, We're gonna have to shut you down. I'm like, nah, bro. My homeboy told him I can have this party. So he was like, your homeboy? I'm like, yeah, the mayor. Yeah. He was like, yo, you refer to the mayor as your homeboy? <laughs> I'm like, what you mean? That's why, I, that's my dog. Yeah. Get him on the phone. So I'm like, yo, he only going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. No, he's not. We're shutting this down. Da, da, da. So I call up the mayor. I put him on um, I put him on speakerphone. He answers the phone. He goes, what's up, deuce? Yeah. Boy, you about to have this city on crazy tonight. I know you wow. about to make some money. I said, I was. But, bro, I got a problem, bro. He's like, what kind of problem you got? I said, man, these officials here trying to shut me down, man. He was like, what, man? It's going to be all right. Da, da, da. Let me speak to him. Take him off. He talks to the guy, and they walk off. And the guy comes back mad as a man. Yeah. And he was like, we'll be back tonight to help you out, help you do the traffic and stuff. And no lie, bro, by 1130, we had two we had a thousand people in one building. That's right, because you had two buildings. So you had one party in two different buildings. I had one party on in two different buildings, bro. And the first the first building was jam-packed by 1045. Yeah. Oh, my God. By 1130, the other building was jam-packed, and the state trooper and the Pitt County Sheriff and Green Police Department was directing traffic for three miles going both ways. I mean, people had drove from all over the yeah. East Coast, bro. You're talking about Charlotte, Connecticut, Virginia, because Halloween is big. Here. True. That, and it was so big it back then. It was so big. Oh we, done a, we had like a good two, three year run with it. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you get what you can get out of something, then you move on to something else. But it, sure. it was dope, man. And it's times, watch this. That moment allowed me to be comfortable within this moment. Right. It was the experience that I right. grew right. from that. Oh, man. You good? <laughs> it was the experience that I grew from that yeah. that made me so, you know what I'm saying, so, so confident in seeing all those cars again. Right, right, you know right. What I'm I do this, bro. So, yeah, there you go, right there. Okay, cool. I break and I pay for it. I promise. Oh yeah, yeah. I need that. <laughs> but bro, it's crazy how you know we were just talking about how you can you can put something out there, say you're doing this and doing that, and people will like you know try to down you like, yeah. oh that ain't gonna work. Not, like, gonna work. Like why yeah. you trying to do that? Like people people come up to me right now 
like damn you you done hooping now you trying to now you trying to manage music or or, or now you trying to throw showcases now you trying to do a podcast I'm like yeah, please sit down you doing too much what nah no. you ain't doing enough you ain't doing enough let me, you know what I mean let me, like let me, let me throw something out there bro um what if what if Puff just made music we wouldn't be drinking Ciroc true. He made more money off True, he, he more does. Money off rock than he does. What you got, right? He does. What if Dr. Dre only made beats? He changed headphones. Period. Headphones. True. He changed headphones, bro. What if uh, you ever heard of Live Nation? Yeah, of course. Do you know who Live Nation is? Live, Live Nation is the is the grandson of the man who came up with Seagram's Gym. Seagram's Gin. Mm, okay. When he passed, when he died and passed it down, his son had no interest in Seagram's Gym. Gin, but he loved hip hop, mm-hmm. so he sold him sold a portion of the company to start Live Nation. So what? If, and then Live Nation is big now, right? So don't you ever Huge. let nobody tell you what you can and can't do, especially nah. coming from someone who hasn't done nothing. And there's no disrespect to nobody. Nah, but that that's a fact though. Like you I just I think I just told KB the other day, like bro, personally, like for my personal life, I'm done taking advice from people who can't even who has never walked in my shoes and never will. Let me ask you a question. It doesn't make sense. Would you ask a blind man to help you cross the street? Never. Never. <laughs> so why would you ask a person who has no vision you about your saying. vision? And then the thing of it is, like I said a little while ago, I don't need your permission. At for all. the fact that God gave me the ideas enough permission I need. That's and it. then at the end of the day, a lot of, and this is the crazy part, man. The people that say that, they're kind of upset and disappointed with themselves because they're not jealous over what you're doing mm-hmm. they're jealous over the courage to do it because right. they got just as good as ideas but they don't want to take a chance on actually right. doing it right and see and, and that's the thing with me like y'all know i would stick my head out there and just take a risk yeah i i, I go for it like you know what i mean that's the only way you can be successful so yeah you got to try something to, to do it yo you know what the two most overvalued things are on the face of the earth bro what's that Heartbreak and failure. Heartbreak True. isn't death, and failure isn't death. True. It's only a chance to love again, or a chance to get back up and do yeah. something else again. Every but loss so, is a lesson. But there's so many people that's so afraid to get their heart broken. They'll stay in a, a abusive relationship for ten years oh my God. to duck two weeks worth of heartbreak. That's true. You feel me? Or you'll tell you'll have people so scared to fail that they'll never learn anything. That's and true. The, the most the worst thing somebody can do is no. What is no gonna do for me? Nothing. That's, you tell me no. I like, say that all the time. Nothing, the, the worst you can say is no. What can you say is no? You so, know, guys done seen me lose a lot of money on one party, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody shows up. You know what happens that Sunday morning? I drop a flyer for my next party. I don't <laughs> care about that, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like my, some Jordans are hotter than others, right? So Mike might drop a Jordan. You'd be like, man, that Jordan ain't hot. It's still on the shelf. That but won't Mike be his dropped, last year. Yeah, Mike dropped another joint next me? weekend. And went crazy. And they went crazy over it. You know what I'm saying? So the thing that people respect in business, man, is consistency. Yes. They're only going to believe you when you say you're going to do something, when you're doing it and you got to keep doing it. I see people coming up with brands and doing this and doing mm-hmm. that. And in the first three, four weeks, they booming, right? They booming. That's because people don't expect that from you. But now the challenge is, how do you keep hitting home runs when right. they expect you to hit a home run? Right. You feel me? So now when the business slow down, you're like, nah, I mean, I tried it, but it ain't work. No, you change up your marketing strategy. Exactly. You change up your you core You gave audience. up, really. You improve your product. And that's why I say a lot of people that are becoming entrepreneurs have to start taking courses, man. I ain't saying you got to get a college degree, but seeking out information 
of how to overcome, how to critical think, how to communicate, mm-hmm. how about customer service. Because it's one thing to have a brand, a dope product, but if your service ain't right, your relationships ain't right, I don't care how dope it is, it ain't gonna work. Not gonna, not not for the long run anyway. It's gonna look good for a couple months. Right, right. Because your sure. friends and your homeboys and your cousins, right. and the dudes that want to mess but, with you and the girl, you know what I'm saying? They gonna rock with but it. But see, even even that dies down eventually. That's gonna die down. Eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is crazy. I think you was, you might have been one of the first people to tell me that, like, yo. Your your friends or your closest people are gonna support you first, but then like your best supporters are gonna be the people you don't even know. You don't even know. Your biggest fans will be the people you, you don't even know. You kept coming to me know. in the showcase like, yo, bro, who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> people that was looking for a dope showcase. They were looking for something dope to come to. Bro, I had no idea who none of the people at the showcases were. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But I mean, it, everything I did, I always did it to. As like a, a a law of attraction, right? You know what I'm saying. Everybody loves dope stuff, not just the people I know. You know what I'm saying. So I would always try to figure out how do I meet the supply and demand of strangers. True. You know what I'm saying. How do I get that with strangers? Like even with this show right now, a majority of our views are gonna come from people that just looking for dope content. Yeah. You're gonna get a few because oh that's Salik, oh that's Deuce, but the real opportunity is gonna come when. Somebody you don't know in West Bubble, right. wherever, is going to watch it. You know what I'm saying? That goes back to the second thing I was saying Russell Simmons made, bro. And 50 made a good point the other day, too. Russell Simmons says that you do not have money if you can count all your money. Mm. Second thing is what 50 Cent said the other day. He said, you're not making any money if you have to physically be there to work for it. That's true. So with your podcast, that's, that's, what they're saying that's is that later on, once you upload this podcast... This podcast gonna work for you, right? You feel me? It's a right. product. It's gonna sell itself. You know what I'm saying? It's that's gonna, true. It's, it's gonna make money down the road for you, and that's what it's about. It's like, okay, look, I got this idea. He go to be gonna do the fair. If I wanted to, I could have said, I, man, I ain't gonna get no orders. I'm gonna sit back in. I could have easily. Everybody would accept. Everybody was getting paid easily. And then that's a situation where you're making money and you don't work for it, right? You know, you, the work is over. It's just the planning process, whatever. With this right here, bro, you got a chance for growth. Opportunity, you got so many other doors that can open up. Don't ever do anything that has a ceiling. Oh, for sure. You feel me? Like even for with sure. even with Greenville, you know, people like yo, you should have left. Da da da. And I felt like maybe like two years ago, I felt like I reached my ceiling in Greenville. Right? As far as like you can't do no more. You can't do no. You can't get a yeah. more popular here, man. Like, yeah. Whatever. That wasn't even my goal, right? True. But when you can't build up, what do you do? It's you, you build out. Yeah. And that's what I started to do. I'm like, okay, let me expand my territory. Let me go to other, other states. I mean, other other counties, right. other cities. Da da da. And that's what that's what the focus got to be. But right. you just gotta figure out how to consistently wear what you do. Every person you meet, yo, I'm Salik. I got a podcast. Right. I'm Salik. I got a podcast. Okay. You know what, Pastor? Yes, I need you to pray for me while I'm up here today. But I got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like you gotta wear, it, bro. Like nah, you bro. gotta wear, bro. bro. You, you got you, to, you, man. You gotta anything, wear it, bro. anything that you're doing, any, and you gotta really believe in you what you're got doing, to, bro. You and you gotta, got you gotta to, sell that brand. You wanna know how you know you're a good artist or not? Uh, when the girl or the dudes you hang around with pull up, if they ain't bumping your stuff, bro. Yeah, you ain't there yet. You feel me? Like you know what I'm saying? Like your people got us, and that's what I admire. Like, like when I did the showcase with you, it introduced me to a whole nother crew that I value now. Yeah, yeah. And I don't ever really talk to him about it, but AJ and Kawan, I'm like, yo, they Trump tight. I like that. Yeah. They came through. They they didn't just come through on some. I'm a you know let me in. They came through. They helped without even. You know what I'm saying and, I'm like, yo, and we didn't even a, have to ask. Yo, know, that's team. Yeah, you cannot make it by yourself. 
You know what I'm saying? You can't. You ever look at any fly I ever did with a party, bro, you have never seen my name alone on a party, bro. I always broke bread with the people around me. I always put them. You know, it's very rare. You're going to find a flyer with my picture up there. I never, me and my partner used to argue all the time. No, don't put my picture up there. Yeah. But see, that feeling, it's it's such a great feeling. And a lot of people probably don't even know, like, when you can do something and you can be able to pay, like, your, your people. Yeah. To work for you instead of just people you don't even know. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. It's a great feeling. Like, okay, we throw this event and I'm able to hand my man some cash. Cash off, off this too. You, you feel, you me? feel it, what I'm saying? It's, it's like, no, it was no, I think that out of all honesty, that was the most proudest thing that I had going on was the fact that I was helping other people make money. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure. That, that was a dope thing about it because it wasn't a selfish bone in my body about it. But Greenville, you know what I'm saying? Everybody talks about, you know, Greenville this, Greenville that. Or if you're from <laughs> any small town, right? But. I physically live in Greenville. Mentally, I live on Earth. True. You understand what I'm saying? I like, see exactly like what you're saying. People like, yo, you ain't left yet. You stuck here. Nah, my body's here. But mentally, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here, bro. Right. My intelligence, my creativity. It's in New York one day. It's in Las right. Vegas one day. I call it's you the here. man with many ideas. With many ideas, <laughs> and I, and I probably and to keep it up being with you, I probably only did five percent of the Facts. ideas I come up with. That is like a I, fact. I get them. Put them in a notebook and I sit on them. If I mess around and hit a struggle moment, I'm going to go pluck an idea out. Like, right. Straight up and down. You know but see, and, and that's one thing, bro, that I always say too. Like, yeah, sure, you may still be here physically, but the events you do and the, and the things you do isn't just local. No, nah, it isn't. It's, it's it isn't. spread around through the whole North Carolina and yeah. even more. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's a great feeling when you can, you know what I'm saying, you pop up in any club in North Carolina and... Dudes remember you, yeah. You stand, and they even don't know like I don't want to stand in line. It's just like, oh man, we'll do da 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 because they remember how I treated them. Exactly. The last time they either came to my event or they respect like the Grammys. Yeah, the Grammys yeah, yeah. really, the Grammys and have nots. The Grammys is a party by far. If you don't know about it, um, the Grammys and the clothing line is the two things that kind of open me up statewide because nobody else was doing. Hmm. As far as opportunities opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Like Nobody was doing that And I still go places now You can go to Star Bar You can go You know what I'm saying I can go to clubs in Charlotte Raleigh As long as they got a promoter mm-hmm. That's of age You go here You have a conversation You find a you, you find a link Between the two of you Somebody y'all both may know And you're in the building Because you know what I'm saying You respect it So right. it, it, it's a lot more Your character and, and, and your reputation And people remembering Your interactions Sometimes don't get you A lot further Than a little bit of money You got no, nah, that's a like, fact. Like, that, and I think that's what's kept me. You know what I'm saying? I it take you like, a long way, and it's kept me relevant. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's, it's very rare you find someone as long as I've been doing it and figured out a way to to still to, be relevant, right? Without it being forced, and to keep you know things what I'm going. Like and that's that's yeah. very hard. And honestly, you got to keep it fresh. Yeah, you got to still okay. Yeah, this is my age, but I'm still able to relate and know what they want. I know what my age group want. I know da da da. I'm, I'm staying fresh with it, and it's not right. It's organic. You feel me? I ain't all over the internet doing what the young boys do. I don't flash the money. Yeah. I don't flash the jewelry. I understand why they do it, but I'm not. I, I would be. I'd be corny if I done with the young. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be corny, but yeah. I understand it, and I understand there's a market for them too. So you just figure out a way to remain fresh, remain relevant, and just not get stuck in a box. Cause you know what I'm saying? Boxes get picked up and thrown away all the time. You know what I'm saying? You can't put me in no box. I'm gonna do what I want to do when I want to do it. Care how much it costs? I might lose a few bucks. But if I still got my life and I still can think, then I'm, I'm gonna make me some money. Yeah, and and that just goes back to what we've been saying all show. You know, everything boils down to hustle and and ambition. ambition yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, that, and, and, and talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, for sure. Man, everybody, God, God, God's people don't understand what's God's greatest gift to man. Tell me. I'm asking you. What do you think it is? I mean, I think is. Um, I can't say honestly. Huh? Life? Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh-uh, it's free will. Free, okay. Free will to do whatever you want to do. Right. Right. Free will is a talent. The ability to do whatever you want to do is a talent. That's a good point. Because that will allow you to identify other talents. Right. But it's some people that your talent is not punching that clock. They're pun- the punching the clock and working for somebody else is the, is you're your own first investor. Right. Don't get stuck investing your whole life into somebody else's right. talent. Go punch that clock nine to five. Make that seven, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars a month. Take one hundred of that and every week put it off to whatever you got. You're your own first investor. Yeah. You're, you may not. I heard, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what I want to do. You're good at free will. You're good at doing whatever the hell you want to do. Figure out how to make money off doing whatever the hell you want to do and put some money into exactly. it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So that just be my thing is like. Uh, you got people that wake up every day and they say, man, I'm going to make me some money. I wake up every day trying to figure out how I'm going to create money. Mm. You feel me? It's, so a, now, it's definitely a big difference between that. Creating money and making yeah. money because they say you top out. I don't care if you go work 39 hours this week. They're only going to pay you right. $9 an hour until right. you go over 40 Exactly. What I do is that I want to go into a situation where there is no ceiling right. for the amount of money I can make for my efforts. Right, but see, it's all in the mindset. It's the monster. It's, it's, a, a lot of people are, and it ain't nothing wrong with this, but a lot of people are content with what they're doing or what they're making. Yeah. But people like me, us, the people we hang with, like we just got a different mindset to where the, to the point where like, okay, what's next for us? Exactly. Or how can I take this to get this? How can I expand whatever? How can I expand my brand? You get what I'm saying? How I, can I make more money? How can I, I be I, more I successful? I totally get what you're saying. It reminds me of, and a lot of people like. A lot of people didn't take this well. I remember I'm a mama's boy. Well, mm-hmm. I was. I'm considered a mama's man now. You feel me? Right. You know what I'm saying? My dad wasn't really there. <clears throat> like whatever. And I I have a great, great, great relationship with my pops now, whatever. Me and my mother got in an argument. Not an argument, a debate a few years back. Mm-hmm. And I said, Yo, you've never witnessed me talk about the struggles we have financially. I said, You raised me, but you forgot to set me up. Mm. You raised me as a child, but you forgot to set me up as an adult. And she didn't understand what I was saying. I said, yeah. yo, mom, you about to retire, right? You can't go tell your job to give your job to your son when you're done. True. You feel That's me? That's a great point. But had you acquired some type of information, you acquired a business, you know what I'm saying, you had invested, da, da, da. Now, he, here's things that I can, hand, I can hand to my child that are frugal, that they can, they can spend, they can sell, they can... Invest in Right So there's a difference Between raising a child And setting a child up So what you're doing Every day That you only Clock in And there's nothing Wrong with working But what you're doing Every day That you only Clock in Is you're hindering The next generation Of your family Right That's true You have to have Something to leave That child And then not only that You have to have Proof When your children Want to talk about Certain things So watch this one day your daughter's going to come to you and say, um, Daddy, I want to chase this dream. Right. Well, she can go to YouTube and she she can go see basketball highlights. She can see this podcast, even if it doesn't work the way you want it to work, right? Mm-hmm. But there's proof that you actually tried. Right. 
Right. Now imagine being a child living in a household where nobody chased a dream. There's no evidence remaining of it. How inspired is that child going to be? Not much. Not much. Because you know they the only they only saw so much. They only saw, the conversation going to be different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How are you going to tell me to chase a dream, Ma? You didn't chase yours. How are you going to tell me to go to college, Ma? You never you didn't even try college. You see what I'm saying? So you just can't get so lost and so focused on the bills of today that you forget that there's a whole generation of people that's looking up to you that's and, looking, true. and looking for you to provide not just money, but opportunities later. My first investor, like I said, I took my rent money. Right. My mama gave me her part. You feel right. me? I took my part. Mom, like your, your investor is sitting right here beside your homeboy. You got 10 homeboys, all I'm giving you $20 a piece, that's $200. Tell them, you know what I'm saying? We're going to do this, da da da. But they'll go spend it on Jordans. Quick They're gonna spend it on whatever But Your investors The people they Your support system right? Your your girl The, the woman you chose is, is big in business bro Man oh my god Yo you know Now you talk you the, the woman you decide to be with Or the women you deal with Can play a major Role in the success Of your business bro That's a fact The friends you decide To hang out with Plays a major Role bro Major role So uh, my biggest advice To you Is two words bro And it applies to Everything Choose wisely Simple as that Simple too. as that bro Choose wisely bro Everything When you first told me You was going in business I, I, I shot you some jewels And some of the stuff I said to you You know what I'm saying We're not gonna go on We're not gonna say it online Yeah on But you was I, I, I could tell that you was like Yo Right You know what I'm saying Like how dare you Like what you mean bro yeah. Like nah what you mean bro Six months later You had to come back And apologize Like yo bro I gotta tell you something (laughs) Facts You know what I'm saying What you was trying to tell me Da 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 You know what I'm saying You was right bro And I'm like I'm only right about it Because I dealt with it Right And I was just trying to Trying to Make sure you didn't Get burned by that same type of fire I got burned I was trying to stop it short From coming to you But everything you do man Choose wisely man Everything you choose Don't You know what I'm saying Be fearless Don't nobody care you win, lose, nobody care. For it's sure, about, man. It's about getting the knowledge, you know what I'm saying, building your audience up, you know what I'm saying? Because eventually, with the audience of this, audience of the showcase, I mean, man, you can go put your name on water. <laughs> and because you were so consistent with the podcast, right. you know what they're going to do? They're going to buy the water. Right. Because it's consistency. And the fact that your rep is intact, you know what I'm saying? And that, that's Which is the biggest thing for real. It's the biggest thing, bro. That's how you stay relevant, by making sure your rep stay intact and you, you treat people the right way. And sometimes understanding right. that taking a loss so that someone else can win is actually a win for you because it maintains the business relationship. Mm, that's true. You know what I'm saying? I never really thought about that. Too. Sometimes you got to do that. Every, every situation ain't going to be win-win. Some of them got to be they win, you lose, just so you continue on doing business with them. You know what I'm saying? So, but. Yes, sir. We potting, man. That's yeah. that's a lot of real a real talk. Yeah. And I, I learned a lot in this podcast, yo. And I just... I appreciate you for coming through. You know what I mean? When I um when I first thought about doing this podcast, you was one of the first people I was like, I gotta sit down and, and just get bro to talk with me because a lot of people, including my I learn from you every day. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of stuff I learn, I want other people to learn too, yeah. you know what I mean? Because you you know so much because you you've been through it. Yeah. And you can, you know what I mean, the certain stuff you can you say, people can learn from, people can be inspired by, motivated by. But I mean, don't now don't devalue yourself because it's been plenty of situations, bro. You know what I'm saying? We we have two different ages, but um, I'll call you with an idea right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what what you think it is? And then I value your opinion, right? You know what I'm saying? And some you have to value the opinion of people that really that you truly believe really want to see you do well because people give you the wrong advice sometimes to steer you from doing it. You know what I'm saying? You never was like that. You gave me a genuine idea. I seen times you didn't understand something, and that it was gonna work. But you still showed up to help me work to help me do it. You oh yeah, for sure. Off the strength, right there. off the strength, like that's big. So, 
I admire what you know what I'm saying, what you got going on. I remember a long time ago, bro, when I was training you, right? Yeah. I think the biggest thing that we had to um overcome was confidence. Oh yeah, remember? yeah. For sure. That was the biggest for thing. It sure, wasn't you know man. what I'm saying? It wasn't the technique, it wasn't the skill set, it was confidence, right? And one of the best days of my life, this is crazy, bro. I remember one of the things, one of my sayings when I used to train you, I was like, yo, be Batman. Nobody pays to see Robert. Yeah. <laughs> and he was young. My he didn't favorite understand. Quote, he man. didn't understand. I'm like, yo, look, bro, I'm not training you to be Robin. I'm training you to be Batman. Robin was in a cartoon. Robin was never in the movie theater. Robin was free. You sent me a picture one day. <laughs> and you got the tattoo that said, be Batman, not yes, Robin. Sir. Yes, like, sir, bro. I still live by that stuck, today. Bro. And I thought of that on the, I thought of that like on the on fly. On the fly. Like, cause when you told me, I'm like, what? <laughs> what did you be Batman? What are you talking about? Who wants to be, what? What are you talking about? And it took you five, six, seven years bro. later to understand the significance of be Batman. Nobody pays to see Bro, and, and that got me through my whole college career yep I remember you told me my whole college career like whenever and everybody asked me like bro why you got that on your leg and, and why you got it facing you like I'm like bro cause I get in these modes where you know I don't play like myself yeah or I don't I don't do what I'm supposed to do and so whenever I can be on that bench and I just look down at my thigh and see be Batman not Robin and then just get me back in get, gear get you right back in gear bro cause I was bro I was always good in basketball but I never really knew how good I was yeah cause you was always like the supporting actor, like it was right. Tyreek or someone else. Right, then there's Celine. Like he's not All gonna help. He's not gonna make you lose. He ain't about to make you blow by. But he's just gonna do his job. Right, right. And me training you was like, no, no, no. We about to be Batman, bro. I don't train <laughs> nobody to be Robin, bro. We not yeah. about to be supporting nobody. We we about to be a star. We about to kill, kill, kill. Don't let nothing live. Like it was just so much Tell stuff you. that I was seeing that you nailed. That I look back, I'm like, I know he thought I was crazy, bro. Like what? No, he thought like I'm just crazy out of my mind. He don't understand none of this stuff. I'm, I'm like, saying. this man just told me to be Batman, not Robin. Nobody pays to see Robin. Huh? Man. I, live my, I live my life by that, man. But you also got to understand the importance of Robin. You know what I'm saying? He was a supporting character, oh, like yeah. Pippen. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? For like, sure. I don't mind leading when I when when I have confidence in you as a leader within that right. moment. You know what I'm saying? Like when we done the showcase, like yo, you can go, you you can go say something. Nah, what for, bro? You, yeah. You nah, I'm, facts. I'm, I'm, I'm Pippen today. Facts. And that's what hurts a lot of relationships and businesses is that. Everybody is Michael Jordan within their own rights and talents and their expertise. You feel me? So you got to allow people on your team to be Michael Jordan when mm -hmm. what they know how to do very well is mm -hmm. needed within that moment. You be Pippin. And then you constantly switching roles. It's fine. That's how you make that. That's how you make it work. That's why I was so enthused about the relationships that you had with you and, and, and um, Kawan and AJ. I'm like, okay, you can't really tell who's, who's Michael Jordan. Yeah. You can't tell it. Some moments is him and he's Pippin right. and he's Dennis Rodman and then he's Jordan and da da da. But they all winning, uh, bro. I'm listen, like, okay, man, I gotta keep that around me. So now every time I get every time I got an opportunity to call something, before I even I'm already in your I'm like, D my homeboys too. Now you got yeah, Shetty yeah, dude. This shit's sure. cool. So we'll, we'll, we gonna make some money together. I'm like, telling you, bro. Like like I told you the other day. Like one thing about you know me him and AJ, we hold each other to a standard. Yeah. So if if he not doing right, I'm gonna let him know. I'm gonna keep it hot with him. And you don't yeah. have many friends like you don't have any people like that in your life these days. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everybody not gonna keep it real with you. Yeah. I'm like Some me. Him. Scared to lose you as a friend with that. Right. I, I bump heads with my. You know what I'm saying? I got I got a very core circle. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Very small, tight knit. 
But and we, you know, we have fallouts all the time. They never go public though. Right, and, and they're not supposed to. They should never. If they ever go public, it's no coming back from that. Because now, if we do come back from that, we both look like clowns. Exactly. So you know, what I'm saying, I tell my circle, look, yo, I ain't like what you did. You ain't like what I did. All right, cool, boom. Let's, let's. You, I, I won't do that no more because that bothers you. You don't do that no more because it bothers me. And let's move on from it. Move on. But a lot of black men and people don't know how to conflict uh, resolve that way, and you mm -mm. see people not being friends no more because. Entertaining Facebook and social media was more important than calling the actual person up that she was mad with and entertaining them about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you, you got to respect that, man, because I got to value you. I got to value the history and the money exactly. we've made, the moments we've shared versus you just made me mad right now. I don't, I don't deal with you no more. Da 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 Nah, man. That ain't. No, man. So, you know, I'm you got you, good man. people in your life, man. You, you got to value them. I got, I got a real good supporting cast. You know what I'm saying a real good group of friends all the way across the board. Yes, you know sir. You got to you got to value them, let them know you love them because yeah. life too short, man. Life too short. I tell people all the time, like, yo, bro, you ain't, you know, you don't got the the the, the big foreign cars and the big <laughs> chains, nah. But you know, if my homeboys and them need something, I got that. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my family call needs away. something. I got that. ASAP. Too. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really into the jewelry, and I ain't yeah. into that. Why? Why should I be into that if when you know what I'm saying somebody. That's close to me Or dear to me Needs me And I don't have it But right. I don't look like I have it Right No, nah, I want to have it And then you know And talking about money A lot of young brothers And young people And people new in the game And entrepreneurship Think that you make money To spend money You make money To have money To make more money Exactly So just cause you made some money Don't mean you're supposed to spend it You don't right. gotta have everything bro you don't gotta buy everything. You don't have to have. Every, you don't have to have everything. It, it it doesn't make a difference. If you're spending a majority of your time being a customer instead of the seller, then you working backwards. You gotta have something for sale. Like nah, man. That's true. You got to, bro. And that's why I, I banged that in everybody's head from when I talk to y'all. Me and Kawan have side conversations about you know what I'm saying some expectations. I'm like, yo, I want you to come help me do this. Da da da. We ain't just talking about nothing, right? No, nah, we ain't wasting no energy. On what? That's that's what I'm saying, man. Is is you gotta if you're if you can't learn or you can't be motivated by the people in your circle, then you need to change your circle. Need to change your circle. Straight up and down. I ain't saying you gotta leave. I ain't saying you gotta leave nobody, but you definitely want to limit their influence and their interaction. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because man, it's a tough world out here. If you you know, sorry, the world already ain't right. You know what I mean? Just imagine the world ain't right and your circle ain't right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's better to be lonely than to be in a room full of people that ain't that ain't that ain't for you. I'm you know telling you, man. Like what happened? See, and with my circle, I just know for a fact that like I I can go to them, I can go to y'all, and y'all got me. Y'all can go, y'all y'all know y'all can call me. Yeah. And I got y'all. You know what I'm saying? If I need advice on something, I know I'm, I can call you, and you are gonna keep it a thousand with me. You ain't gonna lie to me. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And, and that just make the difference in, in life, man. Because yeah. if you got people around you that can help you level up, you ain't going to level up by yourself. You're not. And that's Heck and no. that's a big problem I used to have. And I still do somewhat. Like, I I don't like asking for help. Yeah. But you you need somebody. You need some people at the end of the day but to, you know to help you out. When your team really know you, they recognize that you need it. Right. Because they understand that you not wanting to ask is one of your weaknesses. And they be like, yo, bro, what up, man? You want me to help you? I mean, I didn't see them do it. Yeah, fact. Yo, bro, you want me to do this? And the whole while, you was, you sitting there in front of them trying to do all of it. And they're like, man, bro, give me that. Facts, man. I ain't seen Facts. it happen before. And you got to have that in your circle, bro. That, I call that the, the, the rocking chair on the porch. Meaning that you guys got to be friends so that long enough that one day y'all going to be sitting in rocking chairs on porches watching your kids play together. Facts. If you, that friendship ain't real, you will never be on the porch in them rocking chairs, bro. That's the whole bottom line man. of it, bro. Them rocking chairs on the porch with your bros, bro. That's a fact, man. 
once again, I appreciate you for coming through. We're going we to end it right here. We've been piling for an hour and 34 minutes. Thanks for having me, man. I'm super proud of you, bro. Yes, I'm sir. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just, 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 just not, you know. Not, yes, sir. Not, keep it going. Follow through. Oh, definitely, Be bro. Be Batman, not Robin. Let's definitely. go, man. For sure. I appreciate you, man. My boy Deuce, aka Have Not. You know what it is. I know she around for the money, but act like she loyal. I don't feel the love. I'm so rich, get bored, might wake up, buy me a car just cause. Man, if you made it this far, you a real one, and I truly appreciate you. I hope you learned something from this episode. That's truly my only goal. Shout out to Solid World Entertainment and Courtesy Transportation. And more importantly, shout out to the listeners, man. If you have any feedback, you can shoot it to me at Salute14 on Twitter or IG. Again, appreciate you for tuning in. Stay tuned for the next episode. I can't let my pain show Run that money to the ceiling That's really my main goal Used to trap out of that bins But really that lane closed I put business on my name Snake skins in the cane go But I'm still the same Solid world